You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather around and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float. That's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill. We're gonna have a barbecue. We're going to be answering a question about a smoke tube and never estimate the power of pork belly. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue. Welcome back to this episode of the Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world. Folks, thanks for tuning in and listening to the podcast. We really do appreciate it. We've got some feedback, a little, uh, I got a question that came in that we're going to be getting to in just a, a moment. want to welcome all of our new listeners as well and uh, just really appreciate everybody who shares out the podcast and tells folks about it. Uh, been getting some great feedback on the cooks that you guys have been doing. And if you haven't already, if you're interested, uh, go over to the Facebook and search for Blind Grilling Experience Group and request to be a member of the Blind Grilling Experience Group where you can share cooks and tips and tricks and techniques and all that kind of stuff recipes all that is good uh so we appreciate everybody who jumps on there and and shares uh, kind of what's been going on and the cooks that they're doing so uh that's all well and good uh we did have a, a question came in that we're going to get to before we talk about the pork belly oh man you guys you guys need to make sure you buckle up and uh Get, get ready for the ride, man, because what we're going to be talking about when it comes to pork belly is something you guys are, are if you try it, you're going to go nuts over it. I guarantee it. And if you serve it at some upcoming games or parties or something that you've got going on at your place or you take it, uh, you know, as a dish for others to enjoy, it will be requested all the time. I, I listen. I know folks that get addicted to this stuff. That's how good it is. Uh, and so we're, we're so we'll get to that. We will definitely get to that. But very quickly, Dave wrote in. Appreciate it so much. Uh, writing in with your question, he actually responded because uh, I sent back a question. He said that he's using a pellet grill. He uses a Traeger pellet grill, and he's trying to get more of a smoke flavor. He really wants a heavier smoke profile. And he tried the 180 degrees for the first hour uh, tip that we've talked about in past podcasts. And he said it did help, but he still wants some more. And so he ordered a smoke tube, but he he's really not sure how it works or where he's supposed to place it. And so I responded. I even asked him a couple of questions um, about the, the Traeger, which we'll get to in a minute. But um, but he had a you know he said maybe even some of the listeners maybe if they've used some of the smoke tubes that are out there um, and what a smoke tube for those who don't know a a smoke tube is this 
cylinder that you can put in a handful of pellets that you use in a pellet grill to add more smoke. They're generally used for cold smoking. You know, if you want to do some cold smoked cheese or, you know, maybe you could you, you want to add some, uh, you know, cold smoked fish, d- 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 various things that you can do, uh, especially when it comes to cold smoking. But they're really good for adding more smoke flavor uh, when when folks are struggling with things like pellet grills as well. And there's different types. Uh, a Mason makes a maze that, uh, you know, is, is open and you lay out, you know, in this little snake fashion where it goes, you know, up and then, you know, kind of jogs over a little bit to, let's say, the right and then back down towards you and then jogs back over to the right and jogs back away from you, jogs over to the right, just, just creates this little maze and you've got a beginning point and an ending point. And you uh, you would light one end, which we'll talk a little more about that as well. And as one pellet burns and then it gets to and it lights the next pellet and then lights the next pellet and it, and it goes. Uh, and then if when you're done with your cook, if you still have pellets, you can kind of stop that process. Um, the tubes are a little different because the tubes, some of them expand and some of them collapse, almost like one of those old-time uh, monoculars that you know you would see on those old movies where you know a pirate or you know maybe um, oh I mean sometimes in westerns or war movies somebody holds up a glass and they you know it it kind of uh, expands out and then retracts in um, you know you you pull it out and you look through it. Well, they've got these smoke tubes that are similar to that, that can expand and contract depending on how many pellets you want and how long, how many hours, I guess, uh, you want to burn. And then some of them are just stationary. They just, they're just they just a set little uh, cylinder that you put a handful of pellets in, and you light one end, and it, it basically smolders the pellets because uh, they can't really get going all that great, but, but it will produce smoke and help add an intense smoke flavor to your food. And Dave was wondering about using it and if there's a good placement for it in a pellet grill. My recommendation, and this is where he, you know, he even mentioned, and, and I think he's right, if anyone has used though these things or if you have some ideas you've you know that uh, you want to send us some feedback and and kind of answer these questions or, you know, talk about your experience. Info at blindgrilling.com is our email address, info at blindgrilling.com. But I told him to, you know, uh, once you get the pellets into that tube and you light one end, uh, set it at one end or the other, you know, to the left or to the right, uh, whichever would be, allow it to be furthest away from the exhaust stack of the smoker and allow that smoke to kind of permeate the entire cooking chamber to add that smoke profile to your food. Um, You could set it underneath your cooking rack uh, if you wanted to. Um, I think that would be fine. I wouldn't set it directly under the food you're going to be cooking if you can avoid that. Uh, But again, off to one side or the other, but you could have it down a little bit lower 
uh, on kind of that um, that deflector and that you know that catches grease and rolls it down. Uh, so you you could put it there, uh, but I would put it directly on the cooking rack, um, on a pellet grill. You know, a lot of times when folks are using charcoal grills, they'll just set them down in the charcoal uh, or down where the charcoal is and and let it create its smoke that way. But when it comes to lighting these things, there's the, they, they have this little bottle of this flammable gel that you can purchase with these smoke tubes or a, a smoke maze. And you just put a couple of drops on that first pellet and you get it lit and then you just let it go. It, it, just, it just goes and it burns and, until it burns out. And so the, the thing about the tubes that is different than the maze is when you put pellets in the tube, it's just going to burn until, it, until it's done. Whereas with the maze, you can, you can stop it uh, at any point, you know, um, you know, you know, you can, you can play with it to see how long it'll burn. You know, different tubes have different, uh, you know, lengths of time that they claim that they will uh, emit the smoke from the pellets. Uh, and so that's something you got to look into. But also along with that, different pellets are going to, uh, you know, to provide different types of smoke. And usually in the smoke pellets, um, you're, you're going to have, you know, your different blends, uh, but usually it's going to be a hickory uh, oak and sometimes hickory oak maple type blend, just like with the lump charcoal. Uh, that's going to be your main blends. Then you got your fruit blends as well. Uh, but the reason, for example, with uh, apple pellets, apple wood pellets, it is a blend of pellets because the the smoke point and and the combustion point is so high on some woods such as apple wood that uh, in order to get it to burn, you have to have some other source of heat, such as the oak or the hickory uh, or maple that's in there, and that it will get hot enough to then ignite the apple wood and produce that apple smoke. And so there has to be another type of wood in there uh, with the apple. So that's that's one of the things that, um, you know, as you go through this process, you investigate and you, you know, try to learn about the different woods whether it is you're putting wood chunks in, you know, you're looking for different wood, you know, uh, different types of charcoal, but the pellets is where it really comes into play. When you're playing with the fruit pellets, uh, sometimes you got to have some other type of hardwood in there, um, and and that's why they'll have those blends because you can't just put in straight apple wood because uh, it would just be a really hot fire. You wouldn't be able to really you know have uh, get it lit and have a good fire, you know, going at a lower temp that it needs to be uh, uh, because of the smoke point of that particular wood. Unlike pecan, I mean, you could burn pecan, uh, which is awesome. It produces a lot of great smoke without overpowering your food, but still pecan is a really good wood, especially when it comes to the tubes uh, or the mazes for trying to add more smoke to it. So that's that would be something that I would recommend that you use. Um, and again, it depends on you know what you're going for. If you really like uh, that mesquite, heavy, powerful smoke, or you know, if that's what you're going for, try the mesquite. 
try that Texas blend of pellets. Uh, but make sure you get a good quality pellet as well. You know, make sure it is a a wood and only wood pellet and not something that has been compressed and has lots of fillers like glues and different things in it. Make sure it's strictly just a, a wood, um, you know, uh, that that has been cut into the pellets uh, and not all glued together with all the other fillers because, again, you're you're paying good money for this stuff. You want to get as much out of it as you can. And there are really good, reputable companies that are making some wonderful uh, wood pellets for the pellet smokers. Now, with all of that said, very quickly, Dave did write back to me and tell me that, because uh, we're always asking about accessibility when it comes to these grills. And and I, I, uh, I can't find the exact model that he has. I think it's like a, a 550 Pro or something like that. But he he said that he had to have help on the initial setup to get it connected to Wi-Fi. But after that, uh, he's been able to use it independently by himself, which is awesome. Uh, the app is is fairly accessible and uh, really accessible. Uh, maybe a few little quirky things, but he you know he's worked through and figured all that out and uh, and says that it it does good. And that's usually what I hear about Traeger. Traeger is one of those brands like most others and and like so many things that we struggle with when it comes to accessibility options is you know if it's wi-fi enabled or something like that we usually have to have sighted assistance to get it connected to wi-fi uh, and then once that's done we're good to go um, not always the case but uh, generally that that seems to be more the rule than the exception so uh, so I hope that helps not only answer Dave's question, but also if other folks have some thoughts or comments when it comes to using smoke tubes. Maybe you guys are cold smoking some cheese or doing some other things, um, you know, or maybe you're getting ready to. You want to, right? And you're waiting for some cold weather to come about because you don't want to cook it, right? You get that fire going, that smoke going, and it's already, you know, 100 degrees outside, and you're like, man, I don't, I don't want to melt all this stuff. Um and so, you know, you definitely um, want to you know, maybe wait a little while for it to cool off. But these smoke tubes and smoke mazes are really cool options um, to not only get the cold smoking done, but also to add a little bit more smoke uh, to your food, especially on a pellet grill. Hey guys, Chris Peltz here with the Blind Grilling Experience talking about the Kick Ash Basket and Can. Folks, I wouldn't have a charcoal grill without it. It does such an amazing job, not only with the charcoal management, it helps with the airflow, helps me to manage my fire, and the can underneath that basket makes cleanup so easy. Just pick it up dump it out, put it back in, and you are ready to go. No more scraping or vacuuming or anything like that when it comes to all of those ashes. You may do it every, you know, a vacuum or something every, you know, six months or so, but not after every three or four cooks. Uh, that The kick-ash system is absolutely great and, and really the only great system for just about any charcoal grill. Go to kickashbasket.com. Use our affiliate link uh, in the description as well. And be sure and tell them Blind Grilling sent you. So folks, let's talk about 
some pork belly. And and pork belly burnt in specifically. This is something that there there's been times when you know you, you want this burst of flavor in you know in a chunk of meat and th- this is the way to get it. These pork belly burnt ends. It's been a long time since there's been a huge crave of, uh, of you know, outpouring of YouTube videos on all of this. We did a YouTube video several years ago, probably five, maybe even six years ago. Uh, and so you could go to youtube.com slash blind grilling and you could find our pork belly burnt ends cook. It's an old video, Hugh. So <laughs> it's we were just getting started, but it's there. It's there. You can find it, no doubt about it. But I'm going to tell you something. After that cook, um, that that cook got so much response. And I still hear from people, I mean, you know, even within the past couple of weeks, I hear from people who are have not only found that recipe or are still cooking you know these pork belly burn ins because they are so so good and you know when i've kind of been in this zone of uh, of appetizers of game day treats kind of thing and this would probably this would be better than chicken wings I think it ought to be above chicken wings on anybody's to do to cook list uh, when it comes to you know game day foods. I mean, yeah, I know chicken. Everybody loves chicken wings, and and they're right up there at the top. But I'm gonna tell you, this can dethrone chicken wings in a heartbeat because th- that's just how good these things are. And and it and they're not difficult. They are a little time consuming. I'll give you that, but they're not difficult to make at all. And, and what you're going to do, and listen, this kind of goes in pork belly is probably that forgotten slab of meat that a lot of folks don't think of. We did an episode a while back, Vince was on with me and we talked about making our own bacon. And, and that's what we started with was a slab of, of pork belly, because you've got that, that nice thick layer of, that pork fat on the top, and then you've got that nice thick layer of meat, uh, you know, on the bottom, uh, and so it, it, it's just a great cut of meat, and it's so ver- you can do so much with it. Not only making your own bacon, but as we're going to talk about today, these pork belly burn ends because it, it again, it, it is so full of of flavor that you know you could go into you know both needing a drink of water from a little bit of heat to a um, diabetic coma because they're so sweet. (laughs) But you guys, you know, you can adjust all of this, right? You can adjust some of the measurements and things. and, and, And really the only measurements that I'll give you is for the glaze. Other than that, it's just going to be a matter of, of pouring it on. Uh, And so, you know, you, we, in that video that we did several years ago, we had about a seven pound pork belly and that's pretty average around here, anywhere from five to eight pounds. Um, you know, some places you go to in meat markets, they'll, they'll, you know, it's called a side of pork, uh, but it, it's pork belly is what you're looking for. 
with a nice fat cap, um, you know, that you, you want to keep because that's that's one of the beauties of this pork belly. And that's where so much of the flavor is at. But to do these pork bellies, you're going to start by taking this, this let, let's say, you know, a seven pound pork belly. And you're going to cut it up in cubes. And the cubes are about an inch and a half, inch to inch and a half cubes. And, and that, that can take a little bit of time. And we usually do this the night before where we will take and we will cut up the, the pork belly into about an inch, inch and a half uh, cubes as best we can. And then uh, we go ahead and we, uh, you know, you know us, spread a little bit of duck fat spray, uh, and then we'll hit it with some seasoning and uh, some sweet heat seasoning, uh, maybe a little bit of a brisket rub, something like that, something you would uh, you would think of almost kind of a, a beef profile um, is is going to be really good with these. After all, they are pork belly burnt in. So a brisket rub is great, any type of sweet heat rub, but uh, you know, again, nice and salty, peppery, uh, garlicky is going to be really good. And actually just let that set overnight and, and it's going to be amazing. Uh, the next day you're going to set up your grill to an indirect cook at 275 degrees. And there's some of the, these cooking mesh that you can get that is fine for the lower heat cooks especially if you've cut a pork belly up a little bit smaller than you should, if you're worried about it falling through the grates. But for those who are blind or visually impaired, especially, you know, trying to find, you know, seven pounds, you know, of one inch, one and a half inch cubes can be um, a feat in and of itself. Uh, but if you have this mesh uh, grate that you can set down on your cooking grate and, uh, you know, it still allows for the all the the smoke to come through uh, and to to cook your pork belly. It's going to be great. You'll set those pork belly cubes all over that cooking uh, mesh or that cook your cooking grate, and you're going to let it just smoke at 275 degrees indirect for about three hours, and then you're going to go out with an aluminum pan, and after three hours, you're going to take and you're going to put those. Uh, cubes. If you have that mesh, you can kind of, sometimes you're able to pick that up, you know, just, uh, you know, try to grab handfuls of it. Use some uh, cotton liner gloves with nitrile gloves over it. So you can just grab your hand, you know, with your hands, grab that meat, throw it into that pan. And then um, if you're worried about missing some, you can pick up that mesh little grate and dump it in the rest of it into that pan. You're going to take and you're going to sprinkle brown sugar, over the top of your uh, cut up pork belly. You're going to pour some honey over the top and you're going to take a stick of butter and you're going to uh, uh, cut it up into pats and you're going to lay those pats of from that stick of butter on top. You're going to cover it with foil or seal it with a lemon lid, what, you know, depending on your setup. Stick it back on the smoker for another hour at 275 degrees indirect. And, and while that's going for that next hour, you're going to go back inside and you're going to get your glaze ready. And this is where it is at. You want to get your, your favorite sweet barbecue sauce. Um, and, and this is where, again, the diabetic, you know, um, 
coma can come into place because you, you want your you're gonna get a saucepan to put on the stovetop. You're gonna add a cup of your favorite sweet barbecue sauce. You're gonna do a quarter cup of apple juice, a quarter cup of apple jelly. And then you're going to do a tablespoon of your favorite hot sauce. We use Lane's one-legged chicken. That's our favorite. Louisiana hot sauce is fine as well. Uh, but you're going to put that in there. You're going, to, you're going to heat it up and get it all mixed in together and, and let that jelly break down and, and just get it really all good and mixed up. And when you're, when you're once you get that done, set it aside to cool. And after the, uh, the pork belly burn-ins have been out there on the grill and covered up for that hour... You're going to go back out with another pan and you're going to pull them out because there's going to be a lot of liquid in that pan. And I, I recommend taking them out of that pan and putting them into another pan um, just because of all of the the liquid that is in that first pan. Um, it, that, that's a lot and it, it can dilute your glaze a little bit, I feel. So, so I put them in another pan. And once I get them in another pan, I... Then take that that jelly, that apple jelly glaze that we've made, and pour it all over the top of those pork uh, belly burn ends, and put it back on the smoker uncovered for about another fifteen to twenty minutes to let that glaze set. And you pull them off, let them cool just a little bit, and man, I'm gonna tell you what, these things are addicting. They, you can't eat just one. There is absolutely no way. When someone grabs one, as they take a bite, and that fat melts, and that sweetness, and a little bit of that heat on the back end comes in, it is going to be absolutely slap your mama perfect. I mean, just just one of the best things you will ever put in your mouth. Guaranteed. You're going to love it. You're going to absolutely Love it. It's one of our favorites. And when it comes to game day, I'll, I'll let you know right now, even if we only have four or five folks over, seven pounds is it. it <laughs> we could probably double it. And I don't know if there would be leftovers. I mean, that's a lot of meat, right? I mean, that that is a ton of meat. Granted, it, it cooks down a little bit, but uh, whoo, man, I'm telling you. Folks, eat it up. And, you know, um, and, and that that is my tip and my trick that I recommend that you give a try and you take it to, you know, your next game day event or next opportunity that you have to go out and, and you know, either invite folks over or take a dish because, man, it, it just doesn't get any better than that. You know, I mean, burn ins are amazing, right? I mean, brisket's probably my favorite food. This is probably my favorite pork. Um, you know, I, I would prefer beef over just about anything um, at any time. But when it comes to these pork belly burn ins, they're right there. They are right there when it comes to my love of brisket and chuck roast or steaks or anything like that. I mean, absolutely. Um, you know, that, that's, that's gotta be one of my favorite. Uh, you guys got a favorite, you got a game day food that you guys love. Let us know about it. Info at blindgrilling.com. 
We do have a few more recipes up on our website, blindgrilling.com. You can go there to the website and check out some of the recipes we've put up. Uh, there's some dips and some other game day foods. John wrote in and told us that he did the jalapeno poppers and gave us a thumbs up. Uh, he did that along with some flank steaks, I think it was. And, uh, yeah, he, he said he was loving it. We had him craving some jalapeno poppers. And, uh, you know, we've got uh, several others who have written in and told us that they've been doing some uh, some of the cooks that we've been talking about, and everything's been turning out great. I just appreciate everybody, again, tuning in listening and sharing out the program as always. Friends and family gather around. And All right, folks, that's going to wrap up for today's episode of the Blind Grilling Experience. Again, the website, blindgrilling.com. Shoot us an email, info at blindgrilling.com. We're on all the socials. And check out the Facebook group, group, Blind Grilling Experience. Request to join. Until next time, remember, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. No matter the weather, under the sun or the stars, fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you got to do. Because if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue.